Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Right, let's start in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I just thank you that we can come to you in our weakness. I thank you that you've already won the victory for us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us and let us be inspired by your word today. It's great to be here with you today and for those joining us, a warm welcome. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible because I feel that this passage is the cornerstone of my faith in Christ and I would like to share a bit about my perspective and also, more importantly, Paul's perspective on why there's immense power in weakness. Now, in 2 Corinthians 11, we see Paul going through some incredible challenges, persecutions, hardships, insults. The list goes on. He's beaten, he's badly injured, yet, he keeps persevering. I don't know about you, but the moment I'm faced with a few challenges, I just want to give up. The moment I'm faced with insults, I want to turn the other way and not go forwards. So how does Paul have the courage, the strength to persevere in the mission that Jesus has called him? Well, it all boils down to something called a frame of reference. And Paul's frame of reference is such that he boasts in his weakness. He boasts in his weakness so that the glory of God may be made perfect in all the challenges that Paul faces. So I'd like to take a few minutes to explain what is this frame of reference that allows Paul to persevere in the greatest mission that he's been called to do. So the frame of reference I'd like to use an analogy to explain that. So imagine you want to go from A to B. And if your frame of reference is I want to get there the fastest, then I might fly. If your frame of reference is I want to get there in the cheapest possible way, you might take a train. Or if it is in a frame of reference of being very eco-minded, I might use an electric car. So the need that is in front of you can be fulfilled with a different frame of reference based on what is in your mind and how you want to satisfy that need. So in Paul's case here, there's the incredible joy of preaching the good news, but the intense persecution and challenges that come with that. So what is that right frame of reference that we can all be encouraged by to persevere on in our faith? And there are six layers to this frame of reference that Paul has that I'd like to unpack. And think of these six layers as the six ways that you can strengthen your frame of reference to persevere in Christ. Now, for those of you who wear glasses like I do, when you go to the optometrist, there's a tool that they use. And the tool has different lenses that they put in your left and right eye so you can sharply read the words that are in front of you. And they keep adding more lenses to sharpen your vision so that you can clearly see what is in front of you. 
Well, there are six lenses that I'd like to explain today that will hopefully give you a sharper view of the challenge that is in front of you and how you can overcome it through Christ's strength and be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. The first lens or the first layer is that Paul, in everything he does, he glorifies Jesus. In everything he does, he glorifies Jesus. In Psalms 119, 9, 10, and 11, it talks about the mindset of someone who glorifies Jesus in everything they do. I seek you with all my heart. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. It is that intense level of glorifying God in everything he does, which is the first lens that Paul uses to really persevere in his weakness. Now, this is very different from the lens of the world, which is in everything we do, we do it for ourselves. But Paul chooses the right frame of reference, which is in everything I do, I glorify God. The second lens that Paul uses is the fact that he understands that the challenge in front of him is only a mere shadow of the spiritual battle that confronts each and every believer. As we sang today, there's an intense battle around us. And unless you have that lens of the fact that the challenge in front of you is a small reflection of the bigger spiritual battle that's going on around us, it is very hard to persevere. So Paul understands that this is an intense spiritual battle. But as we sang, the victory has already been purchased by Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, it talks about the fact that for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And if a thought comes up in your challenge which says that the challenge is greater than your God, that thought has to be taken to the obedience of Christ because Christ clearly has the victory over that challenge. So that is the second lens with which he views his challenge. This is a bigger battle that we need to face. This is in stark contrast to the worldly view which is my challenge is whatever is in front of me. I can't see beyond whatever is in front of me because I don't have that spiritual perspective. Paul chooses the spiritual perspective, which is there's an intense battle here and I need to partner with Christ in the right way. The third lens that he uses for his frame of reference is that he prays diligently. I find it incredibly hard sometimes to keep praying diligently when the challenge is so intense. I want to easily give up, but Paul keeps praying and praying. And we know that there is intense power in prayer, but we have to keep praying diligently. We can't stop praying if after the first prayer, our prayers are not answered. We have to keep going. Even Jesus prayed diligently in the Garden of Gethsemane. David prayed diligently. Saints who have gone before us have demonstrated the power of diligent prayer. Again, this is in stark contrast to the world's view, which is you do whatever you can in your own strength to get through the challenge. 
You talk to friends, you talk to family, that's great. But their power is also limited. Paul chooses to pray for divine strength instead of leaning on human strength. The fourth lens is that the torment that is given to Paul becomes his mentor to draw closer to the power of Christ. The torment from Satan, T-O-R-M-E-N-T, becomes the mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R, for Paul to draw intensely close to Christ. Now, this is a radical view, using a challenge that is in front of you to draw closer and closer to Christ, using that as a mentor to bring you closer to Christ. Paul chooses to do that. Now, this is very different, again, from the view of the world, which is the torment is not seen as a way to draw closer to Christ. It's seen as a way to draw to your own strength, which we know is futile when the battle is spiritual. The fifth lens that he uses is that Paul submits to Jesus' pursuit of him. He prays and Jesus answers. He prays and Jesus answers because he knows that Christ is right there with him. And this pursuit of God is reflected so many times in the Bible, in the Old and New Testament. In the New Testament of how the prodigal son sees his father running towards him in love. In the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sin, the first thing that our Abba Father says to them is, Where are you? It's not, what have you done? Or I knew you would make a mistake. It is, where are you? So Christ's pursuit is something that Paul fully embraces. And he says, I want to lean into this because I know I have a loving God, a loving Christ who's running to me in the midst of this challenge. In Jeremiah 29, 12 to 14, it says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. This is intensely reassuring for us, friends, that when we seek God diligently, we will be found by him. He doesn't say maybe, he doesn't say occasionally, he says we will be found by him when we seek him diligently. And Paul uses that invitation of Christ to lean in with his weakness so that the power of Christ may be made perfect in him. And the last lens that he uses to get this incredible frame of reference is that in his weakness, Paul is actually perfected into the likeness of Christ. As he leans in in his weakness, Christ starts to perfect Paul in the way that only Christ can perfect us. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, it reminds us, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Above and beyond the challenge, Paul wants to be transformed into the image of Christ, so he leans in and embraces the power of Christ and Christ's power starts to transform him. 
Friends, the challenge that we face, the challenges that we face, is an opportunity for us to be transformed more and more into the power and likeness of Christ. Beyond the challenge, I would invite you to look at that challenge as a way for Christ to enter into whatever aspect of your life you're dealing with. Personal, professional, family, health, it doesn't matter. Christ wants to perfect you in that aspect, in that weakness, in that challenge. But he can only do that if you submit to him in your weakness and for his glory to perfect and transform you. So these six lenses are then put together to create this incredibly powerful frame of reference which encourages Paul to keep persevering in the faith, to realize that the battle has already been won. And he knows that he can only win this battle by coming in his weakness and allowing Christ and Christ's strength to completely transform him. This frame of reference is a choice that we all need to make on a daily basis, on a minute-by-minute -minute basis. And this frame of reference, personally, I think is the only choice to win the spiritual battle. Doing it with our own strength is futile. But leaning in in our weakness to allow Christ to strengthen us is the only way to be transformed more and more into the image of Christ and for us to overcome that challenge. Now, when Jesus answers Paul's prayer, he does it in a very different way than what Paul expects. Paul wants the tone to be removed, but Jesus says, no, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. And that aspect of Jesus answering your prayer in a very different way from what you expect is something you should be ready to embrace. As you come in your weakness and Christ's strength is made perfect, the answer to the challenge may be very different from what you expect. But trusting the fact that God's thoughts are higher than us, God's ways are higher than us, and if he decides to help you in your challenge in a different way than you're expecting, lean into that because Christ already has the victory for you. He might just demonstrate it in a very different way. Now, this aspect is very hard for me to swallow because when I pray, I'm expecting an answer in the way that I can imagine that answer to happen. In the way that I can imagine the challenge to be overcome. But Christ says that actually my ways are higher. So when we lean in in our weakness, we're submitting to Christ, answering that prayer for us in Christ's sovereignty and in his knowledge and in his ways. Now, over the course of the lockdown, I've started two businesses. And for those who can imagine, entrepreneurial aspects of a business is exciting and challenging. Incredibly challenging, where there are days I feel completely overwhelmed by the number of decisions and choices I need to make. And I can do it in my own strength, which I've tried. I have to admit, I've tried that. But it's futile. And the moment I remember the promise of the fact that the battle has already been won, and as we sang today, I get on my knees and I raise my hand up, the power and strength of Christ flows right through me. My faith rises. My joy rises. My mind is stable so I can creatively do the work that God has called me to do. And I feel that that is my version of entering in 
in that frame of reference of weakness so that Christ's strength can be reflected in my business. Now, each and every one of you might have your version of entering in, in your weakness, to overcome whatever challenge you may have. I would encourage you to lean into that frame of reference that Paul has and use those different lenses we talked about, praying diligently, seeking everything for the glory of God, expecting that Christ will answer you in a radically different way than you may be expecting. And that in that specific aspect you're praying for, Christ's glory may be reflected in you and you're transformed more and more into the image of Christ. That is what I want to live for, which is to be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. The challenge is the way for me to do that and by entering in my weakness. So dear friends, this week, the coming week, I would highly encourage you to put on Paul's frame of reference and come in your weakness, understanding fully and believing fully that the battle has already been won for you. And the only way to partner with Christ is to come in your weakness so that Christ's strength can come alongside you and transform you more and more in your thinking, your acting, and your doing to reflect the glory of Christ. And I would encourage you and challenge you at the same time to choose this everlasting frame of reference that gives true life versus the world's frame of reference which does not give everlasting life. So as I close the sermon and after I pray, I'd like to invite Debs and John to come and give us a few minutes just to reflect on what is our version of entering into that frame of reference. What does it mean for us to enter in our weakness for the challenge that we are facing? And let God speak to you powerfully so that you can reflect the glory of Christ in your challenge and in your life. So let me close this in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much that you have already won the victory for us time and time again, no matter what challenge we are facing, whether it's a challenge at school, at work, with family, with health, with finances, with our job, whatever it may be, you have already won this battle for us, Jesus. Please help us to come in our weakness and surrender to you so that your strength may be made perfect and that we may be transformed more and more into your image. Holy Spirit, come and help us in our weakness to glorify God and to glorify Jesus. Amen.